This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Dramatic pause. A dramatic pause says something without saying anything at all. Dramatic pause is a go-to for podcasters, presidents, and Radio voiceovers. It makes you look really smart, even if you're not. Feet deserve a go-to like that. Like Hey Dude Shoes. Light, comfy, good to go to. The world is always on. But you shouldn't be. Put junk sleep to bed. During Mattress Firm's Labor Day sale, get a king for the price of a queen or a queen for a twin and save up to $700 on ceiling. Talk to a sleep expert and unjunk your sleep today. Mattress Firm. Welcome back to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me right now is the foam shadow, Emilio Dinello. In this episode, we're going to look back at several polls, and I mean several polls we've been doing for the past eight days. And we're going to just share the results. We're going to talk about them because uh, they run the gambit, Emilio, of very interesting topics. And I just want to thank you because this is actually your idea. This is your idea to do a daily poll. And we're going to try to do this each and every day up to the beginning of the season. So it might get a little challenging near the end, but we shall see. I'm going to try to do a poll each and every day. If you have a poll idea, feel free to share it because I I could potentially use it in our daily poll. We're, we're looking for ideas, but we have so many different types of polls. Before we do anything else, I do want to mention this. We are getting up on our uh, YouTube subscribers. We're, we're a little over 500. We're at 510. Help us get to like, say, 600. You know, and again, we really want to continue to grow the YouTube channel. It is a great way for not just film supporters to find us, but from football lovers everywhere. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Please do that. That would really be a 
Huge help to us. Okay, my friend, let's get to it. How are you doing? First of all, before we do anything else, let's just talk about your mood. You're full of mood before we talk about each and every one of these polls. I just want to mention this before I get your thoughts on this is that let's just say if you are on Twitter, which I'm on frequently looking for updates, I can just tell you the mood is um, nervousness. It's, uh, you know, again, fans want signings. The supporters want signings. We don't have them yet. I have a feeling we're going to get some soon. But how are you feeling at this moment, my friend? Hi there, Ross. So yeah, it's good to be back. It's been, it seems a while, doesn't it? It's, uh, yeah. As, as much as I'm enjoying the close season, you know, no, uh, yep. no football to watch. It's actually been quite, quite nice. But at the same time, you know, it's great to the, see the Fulham community all coming together with these polls. And, you know, I concur with you, Russ. You know, to those who are watching now who are not subscribed to the YouTube channel, just press like, press subscribe, you know, try to get, let's get 600 followers as soon as possible. And then we can grow our, you know, additional people, you know, voting on these polls. We get more contributions from our listeners. And it's all about the Fulham family. That's what we keep promoting as part of College Talk. So, yeah, yep. you know, I've enjoyed the last few weeks off. And But to your point, it's slightly anxious. I know it's early days, end of June. A lot of the players are still on holidays, which is probably explains why some of the transfers haven't been locked right. down. Um, so probably they've probably come back from their their holiday probably the end of this week. So I, I agree with you. I think we might see a signing or two confirmed this week. Pre-seasons like, will start beginning of July. So that's literally end of the week next week. They've got the pre-season right. before in Portugal knocking on the door very quickly. So it'd be nice to start seeing some of these new signings participating in that tour you know, contributing to the team, learning the tactics of style Marcus Silva wants to play. And hopefully we can start go through the month of July with a few more additional signings. We clearly need some more signings. You know, transfer windows, what, only a week or so that's been open. So I'm not I'm not too despondent yet. Let's be realistic. At the end of June, players are still on holiday, enjoying their downtime. So inevitably the signings will start to come through probably this week. And you know, people maybe start feeling a bit nervous because Newcastle have made some key signings. I think West Ham are, Brighton, they've already got some signings on their book. So you're going to see a flurry Bournemouth. in the next couple of weeks. So yep. I'm not I'm not worried yet, but I'm slightly feeling a bit anxious because okay. going, I'd like to have seen more plays available in the in the preseason tour in Portugal. Okay. And I'm there with you. And that to me is the big point. I want as many players added to when they <clears throat> uh leave for Portugal. That to me is really <clears throat> the goal. Do I want players in as soon as possible? This week, I would love that. But for me, it is about getting them in, getting them with their teammates, start to get that camaraderie, and definitely, definitely as many players as possible signed for that Portugal trip. I think that's very important, Emilio. Mm -hmm. So I understand why supporters are nervous. I'm not nervous. I am just basically just waiting for the signings to come in because I – do feel that there are going to be signings, hopefully, hopefully, knock on wood, this week. But again, it's like watching a movie, Emilio, and mm. you're watching the beginning. And I'm just want to just to say to people, don't make a judgment on a movie from the first five minutes, mm. because yeah. sometimes movies turn out to be really good. You know, sometimes you just have to wait a little bit. And I understand because we've had all this extra time that supporters feel well, we should have already had signings. What's interesting, though, and I'm not the biggest fan, you know this, of transfer speculation. You know how I feel about this. But when you follow it, and part of it is what drives me crazy, it's like Fulham are linked to – I can't believe how many players they're linked to. Now they're 
linked to Emilio. And I was thinking of you, all these mm. Italian players in Syria. So now they're yeah, yeah. linked to all these defenders in Syria, which again, I find very interesting. But what I also have been looking into, and again, it's hard to read too much into it, but let's just take it at face value. Let's say that these targets are real. And I like the quality of player that they're targeting. And I see a, a formula here that I think involves Marco Silva. I think a mm. lot of these players, based on what I've been reading and watching, they tend to really fit the profile of how Silva wants to play Emilio. So yeah. I'm going to just wait and see how this all plays out. I will join everyone in a few weeks' time if we don't have any signings. Then exactly. again, I'm, I'm there with you. I'm there with you. And right let's now, be honest. No. And let's be honest. We're all on the same boat. So every club is in the same boat. We've right. all, the transfer window starts on the same day for every club. You know, all the other clubs are all trying to find players. A lot of players are still on, like I said, still on holiday and leave. They're entitled to their holiday in June after a long season. So I'm not worried yet. But this is like this week I'm expecting a couple signatures, you know, now right. that it's returned. They'll they'll join the, the travelling party in the club for next season for preseason. And there'll be plenty of preseason games throughout the month of July. So we're not alone here. Let's be very clear. Yep. We're not alone here. Let's let's not let's obviously a lot of negotiation needs to take place. Put yourself in the in the in the position of the owners, you know, there's there's deals you have to negotiate. Maybe our our purchase of one player is dependent on that club selling another player to some. So there's dependencies here as well. So it's not a straightforward. Well, this player no. we'd like to sign that that other team needs to have a backup in the event that player is sold. So let's put yourself in the in the in the shoes of the business, the owners of the club. Not as straightforward as people think. So just be. I hope fans are becoming a little bit more uh, business focused, business minded here because it's not straightforward. You buy who you want and, and show money on the table because you need a backup plan. If That's some right. of our players come and knock on the door, if someone puts a Mitrovic, you know, puts forty million on the table for Mitrovic for argument's sake, right. we're not going to. We may turn it down, but clearly before we can consider that, we have to make sure we've got a backup plan. Exactly. So I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I'm just put, trying to make it. Put yourself in the business shoes of the owners. It's it's not straightforward. So let's not panic yet. We've six weeks till the beginning of the season. We've got this week players coming back from leave. There's enough time to get some players through the door. And you know, most clubs, when do they do their transfers? Probably when the season always starts anyway. So it's you know, that's 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 the reality. That's just the way it works. Right. right. Very good there, my friend. I'm glad that we're starting just talking about that because I understand why supporters are in panic mode. Some are, some are like <clears> us, <throat> or some are just a little nervous because they want things done and they see what's happening around us. I saw Ryan Fredericks sign with Bournemouth and nothing against Ryan Fredericks, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, that's fine. I don't think it's a really good fit for Bournemouth. I don't think he's a good fit at all for Bournemouth. I honestly think he's a better fit for Fulham, but okay, he decides to go there. So I don't have any issue with that. But that doesn't mean that Fulham aren't doing their due diligence to bring in players, to bring in right backs. And honestly, I would rather them bring in a younger, high-quality right back. Not that Fredericks isn't, but I, I think we've been there, we've done that. So we move on. I don't yeah, worry about on. what Bournemouth is doing. Let's just we worry about what Fulham are doing. So, my friend, let's start here. This is the first poll. This is actually your poll, my friend. So Fulham have been linked to a few central defensive midfielders, because I actually think this is a very important position. I think this sets everything up. So we did this about nine days ago. So I'm going to share this right now. And Emilio, I'm going to get your thoughts. I, I've checked out both players. So who do you prefer? Now, actually, some has said both. 
But mm. if, if you're going to look at both of these players, they both have very good reputations. One mm. playing for Braga, one playing for, for Sporting Lisbon. These are quality players. And one actually, Paulinha, has even, a, I think, a little higher pedigree. Yeah. So who do you prefer here, Al Masrati or Paulinha, uh, to share with that? And I'm mm. actually going to try to share the results. Absolutely. So for me, it's um, this was obviously a week, I think when we put this poll, it was about a week or so ago. The first one we put up, and yep. that's when we're in the middle of speculation where both players were being, you know, were being touted to join the club. For you know, I voted Paulinha. I think I think more looking, you know, don't know much. I'm being honest with you, I don't know much about the both players. So doing a bit of analysis, looking at some of the videos. Both I think Paulinha comes with more pedigree. Um, clearly, I think he can play more than one position. Obviously, releasing Seri clearly is a statement of intent that obviously. That's His right. wages are very high. You know, I still would have liked to have seen him remain at the club, but, you know, the club had their reasons. He wasn't, you know, top end in terms of salary. I think potentially we can get two players, two quality players to fill this role for the same price maybe we would have had Seri. So that goes back to the business sense. You know, it was right. Maybe it was right to let Seri go. But ultimately, for me, it was Paulinha. I think I've, I've been told he can potentially cover in defence as well. Right. You know, it seems that like he's got more, he can create more assists as well. He just His contribution seems to be a little bit more rounded. But overall, He's a tackling machine, to be honest yeah, with you. Every exactly. video and I, I've watched, he's a tackling machine. Very, very much. Coming obviously, Portuguese background, obviously, yep. same pedigree as Marco Silva. Um, for me, in the Premier League, you, know, you need to have two quality players in, that, in each position. I keep yep. saying that. So, what's to say we can't get both? I know, you know, this Harrison Reid, obviously, that's his preferred position. I'd like this if Harrison Reed is going to play a part in the Premier League, then he should be playing in that central defensive midfield run rather than a more offensive lineup. I don't think he's he wasn't suited last season playing in, a, in an attacking lineup role, and right. I don't think he'd be good enough in the Premier League in that role either. So Paulinho will be an upgrade to Reed. Let's be honest yep. with you, probably an upgrade to to Seri, younger, got yep. talent, quick, gets tackles in there. And was right. I agree with Steve. Let's if we can get both, let's get both. But clearly. Minimum is one there. So I voted quite comfortably Paulinho for me. Okay, very good there, Emilio. Okay, so again, this is the first time I've tried this on our uh, experience here on video. So I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to share the results. Let's see how this plays out, guys. Hopefully everyone can see this. So I'm going to share this now and share the results with everyone. So what I'm seeing right now is Paulinho won this in a landslide. Emilio, 87.9% to 12.1%. So that's actually a huge difference with 323 votes. Comprehensive. And I think the key thing is, let's not forget the price tag. Obviously, there's they both come at a different price tag. So there's rumours that Paulinho will be more likely 15 to 20 million euros. Right. When we're we can get probably for half that. So again... We've got to look at what what makes financial sense, business, you know, financially and economically. So it's clearly if he's valued more, he's clearly he comes with better, higher pedigree, and you know might be a, a better fit for the club. But you know, both let's be clear, both are unproven in the Premier League as well. So there's right. there's always that risk as well. So what's the risk appetite from our owners here paying twenty million up to twenty million euros like we did with Seri and Anguisa a few years ago? And many would argue maybe they didn't do as well as they should have done at the club. So I think. What I've seen amongst the fans is some nervousness. Is it, are we going to see a repeat of those two signings where they didn't hit the, the heights that we expected for them at a high premium? So, yeah, there's always risk when you start to look at other players who have not yet performed at this level. Right. But l- listen, mm. everything that I've read and heard about this and the fact that Wolves went after this player, 
as an upgrade, Emilio, tells mm-hmm. me that Fulham are on the right track. And, and it looks like, and again, if you listen to the speculation and watch it, mm-hmm. that they basically beat Wolves to this. Now, again, mm-hmm. you were going back to the business at hand. Wolves apparently, again, according to speculation, needed to get rid of. Why wouldn't they get rid of? They would need to sell Ruben Nevis. And to make this happen. So they were struggling with that. Again, if you go by the speculation. So that's why that there are, you know, again, there are a lot of levels to what has to happen to make a deal happen. So if that wasn't able to happen, then they weren't probably able to get Pauline. And then it opened up the door for Fulham to get in. And again, two Portuguese managers. And we're going to see a lot of this, Emilio. Mm. Fulham are going to go head to head with Wolves, I think, fairly often. Mm. And that to me is not a bad thing. No, not at all. And, and this goes back to my earlier point is it's not straightforward for Wolves to purchase this play. Like you said, there's a dependency right. that's similar, which will explain why a lot of the players that we're trying to tap up and try to sign are not straightforward because it's a bit like buying a property. You know, you've got to, you know, you want to buy your property. You're dependent on the seller, the chain not breaking, so to speak. Right. So this, this is no different, to be honest. It's all right. conditional. Okay. Very good then, my friend. All right. We've got a good amount of polls. Let's go to our second poll. And this is an interesting one. And actually, there's been a little bit of a development today, if you believe the sun, that Nottingham Forest are are looking to sign Nico Williams. But again, this is about a week ago. The poll was, would you be happy with Nico Williams back with Fulham on a one-year long loan? Now, there was a story last week that said that Liverpool wanted to send him out on loan. And then, of course, there was a story since then that said, no, they want to sell him. But I wanted to throw it out there. Would you take him back on loan? So I want to get your thoughts on this. And how did you vote, Emilio? And then I'm going to share the results. Yeah, this is one actually I scratched my head. And to be honest, I voted. Look, we've got Kenny Tete in that position as well. I know, you know, so to be honest with you, know, head to head in the Premier League, it's safety first rather than playing. So to be honest, if I had them both available and they're both fit, I will play Kenny Tete week in, week out. Okay. I think I like the safety first in the Premier League. You need to keep it tight in defence. You can't play a free-for-all type of football. We've got to be. We've got to tighten up next season or this coming season. So Tete would start for me if Williams was there. But for me, if you want to get Williams, get him out on, get him out permanently. Because I actually voted. I'd rather buy Williams outright. But fifteen okay. million that's been requested by Liverpool. To me, it seems a bit on the high side, to be honest. Right. I'm not sure I'd spend 15 million. I, I liked what I saw with him last season, especially coming forward. He was good. He was threatening, good crosses, took on a lot of the you know the opposing defenders. Premier League is a different ball game. For me, it's about playing from the back, keeping it tied to the back. And Williams versus Tete, maybe that's another question. If, you know, who would you start? I would start Tete ahead of Williams. Head to head. I think I would too. And I, I don't think, think you can too. have a 15 million player starting on the bench week in, week out, which is why I'm thinking Forrest might be ahead of us in this. Maybe they they may want him more at that price tag than we do. We've got right. Tete there, but then again, he's injury prone. That, that price is pretty high, though. That That's yeah, a high that's price. A high transfer fee, which is... If it was 10000000 million, I'd become 15 seems a quite high, and I'm not sure he's he would regularly start if Tete was fit. See, I agree with that, Emilio, and it's funny because... I don't want to discount what Nico Williams did for us last season, mm. but I actually think, and this is just my opinion, I think Kenny Tete is the better player. Yeah. So, so you play the better player, which is Tete. So for me, mm. I think that he would play, but I don't think he'd be playing regularly, and that's a mm. that's a high price tag. But, yeah, exactly. 
but Emilio, let me share the results. Let's uh, I'm gonna do a golden again. Let's 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 try and see if I can share the results on this one. So give me a second while I pull that up. And uh, and I'm gonna share the results and tell everyone exactly what the results are. So the three options were first of all, would you be happy with Nico Williams back with full money? Year-long loan, yes, but option to buy, Emilio, was at 78.3%. Yes, with no option to buy at 10.5%. No, permanent only. Permanent only. And that's that's kind of where you were at the 11.1%. Yeah. And there were 646 votes, Emilio. Wow. So, so there was an incredible amount of votes here. So what are your thoughts about the votes and how it went down here in this poll? You know, I can see why the majority voted to get him on a season-long loan. I think it's probably the price tag here. I think it's that $15 million doesn't make economic sense. But that's my point. Is Either buy him or, do, or just move on, basically. This speculation for the last six months, Liverpool will do a deal with Carvalho, give, him for, give, him, give Williams up for cheaper. But clearly, Liverpool want more than what was originally touted. So, again, maybe they're screwing us over. Maybe we got a little bit of a better deal from Carvalho than we would have liked. Now, Liverpool's right. thing will repay that is you pay a little bit higher for Williams if you want him. He's there for the taking. But, yeah. you know, clearly 15 million is a lot of money. And I'm not, I haven't seen enough of those defensive qualities. I know we need two, two, a backup in every position. Right, exactly. Is 15 million too much to pay? Maybe Ryan Fredericks might have been a better, a better fit. I, admittedly, admittedly, I don't see there's no loss not having <laughs> Ryan Fredericks back, admittedly. But yeah. he could have been a good backup for Teddy because we know what he can do. But he would, you would have got him for free, but fifteen million for Williams and being on the bench, I think that's a high price tag. I think they'll only accept that if Tete's on the move, and then we get a back, another backup there. I don't think he will pay fifteen million if Tete's going to be still at the club next season. Okay, I'm going to share some comments. Let's see. This is from Steve Lidyard. Williams too mm. much. I, I have to share this for my yeah. friend Chris, who happens to be a Liverpool supporter. <laughs> yeah, Chris, we're not going to do that. That would no. be crazy. No, we're we're not going to do that. No but chance. I understand why you're saying that. But but no, we're we're not going to do that. But overall, Emilio, your thoughts on Williams as a player? But you know, I thought he did a very good job. But I keep mm-hmm. going back to this. I yeah. think Tete's the overall better player. Yeah, it's just like I liked his attacking qualities. That you know, his crossing, his appetite to get forward. It's a different approach in the Premier League. Again, if. Fulham can see two. Have you got enough quality to score three in the Premier League? And in the Championship, you could do that. Premier League, you can't you can't go behind and stop being on the back foot. So it's all about defensive qualities first. Keep it tight. Get your get your better keeper in. Tighten up that defence, and then play from the back going forward. But if you know, I think Tete would concede less. Would be tighter in defence, which is why, hands down, I'd rather Tete start week in week out to Williams. But I I, I saw what I. I liked what I saw last season from Williams, yeah. but that's on the offensive side of things and less so defensively. Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, let's move on to our third poll. And this one actually was uh, brought to me by you. So this is your poll. So let's talk about this. Do you think Merrick Rodak can be Fulham's number one goalkeeper this season? So, Emilio, I want to get your thoughts, and then I'm going to share the results about Merrick Rodak. My thoughts on Merrick Rodak, this is just my thoughts is that I think he could be a backup, but I don't see him as a starter in the Premier League. I think his ceiling, honestly, and I could be wrong, is championship level. Emilio, I don't see him as a Premier League goalkeeper. I just don't see it. I've seen enough. I just don't think he is at that level, and I think Fulham need 
a number one starting goalkeeper, and I hope that they bring in one. Would I would I mind him being a backup? No, but I just don't see him as a starter. Miller, your thoughts? Yeah, and I think look, if I turn the clock back two seasons ago, you know, I think a lot of people were disappointed that he wasn't given the chance to prove himself in the Premier League. I mean, I was one of them myself. But look, we brought in Ariola, and look, we didn't. The, the club didn't disappoint. Supporting that West Ham are going to are obviously signing him now permanently, so that option has gone away. Right. But you know, I was one of those ones that said, well, well, let's give Marek Rodas a chance to prove himself in the Premier League. Wasn't good enough then. And I thought at the beginning of this season, again, let's give him a chance. Let's see what he can do. But his performances, I thought, dipped since Christmas. I thought he was he was uncomfortable in many games. He saved, he's, he made more mistakes in times that he saved the club in the second half of the season. You know, when we went through that wobbly period, you know, we, our, right. our performances from February to the end of the season were a little bit un. You know, not championship winning performance. We're winning very heavily or losing games. We lost quite a few games in the last few months of the season. He was a fault for quite a few of those, you know, those goals. His distribution was very slow at times. He lost a bit of confidence, made a few mistakes. Yes, he made some great saves. He saved us in a few games, but his his error ratio went up significantly in the second half of the season. Maybe that's because there were more shots against us in the second half of the season than they were in the first. But clearly, you need a goalkeeper that you can trust. The defenders need someone they can, you know, they they have trust behind them. And I just thought his confidence dropped a little bit, and I think that gave me enough to suggest Premier League is not going to cut it. Back up, fine. I think he, he can he can step in if there's injuries, suspensions, and so forth. But right. would I start Rodak as my number one goalkeeper? Absolutely not. Not what okay. I saw the second half of last season. Yeah. No way, no way, Jose. So it's uh... no. See, I totally agree with you, mm. and. Uh... When I share the results here, uh, the Fulham supporters are going to back you on that. So I'm going to now share the results there, Emilio. And again, this is nothing against him. You know, I no, want to no, no. see someone from the academy do well. But you're asking me, do I think he can be a, a starting goalkeeper in the Premier League? And I just don't see it, Emilio. Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, it's not a not a slight. It's just, it's just my opinion. I just don't see it. So I'm going to share the results here. So the poll was, do you think Marek Rodak can be Fulham's number one goalkeeper this season? Yes, Emilio was at 20.9%. No, mm-hmm. was at 79.1%. Emilio, 550 votes. This is a good amount of votes. So the Fulham supporters mm-hmm. that voted here agree with us. Yeah, it's pretty comprehensive. I think this is one that sort of divided opinion amongst discussion with the fans during games. Now, Mike Gregg, I think, was always one. I think was always like me, pro road that give him a chance. But then Ariola came in in the Premier League last time around and was superb. And we can see what you can get. You know, Ariola versus Rodak, no comparison. And I think if we're linked to some of the goalkeepers, you know, that we've been touted for, then look, you need a goalkeeper you can trust, somebody who distributes the ball well, who commands his box well, can come and collect a court a ball when it gets crossed from a corner. He's got a habit of punching and out, which I'm fine with, but a lot of times he's been rooted to his spot when it's been set pieces. And when we've conceded those goals in from February to May, where we were less championship dominant, he was he was at fault for a lot of those mistakes. The Coventry game, I remember, it was a debacle. Right. That game. Oh, it was but, terrible. So that was one that springs to mind. So to be honest, I know he's made a point that if he's not going to be playing regularly, he will want to leave the club. And maybe now's the right time. If he's not good enough to be a number two keeper, then let him go and we'll get somebody else in. But for me, I think you know, eighty percent thinking he's not good enough to be in the Premier League goalkeeper starting lineup. Then I think that says it all, to be honest. Okay, and you know, again, the uh, results you know based on many 
we're talking votes. So I think the phone supporters understand this and this is not really, you know, and again, we're not trying to put down Merrick Rodak. We're just trying to say, Hey, listen, we just need better. And um, we've been spoiled Emilio because <clears> we've <throat> had Sergio Rico. Then yeah. we had Ariola. These are two quality goalkeepers. And mm-hmm. I'm sorry, Merrick Rodak is not at that level. Yeah. Absolutely. It's a shame that Mary, um, West Ham have taken the option to buy Ariola permanently. I feel we were linked with him initially, weren't we, a few weeks ago, just as the season was finishing. He could have been a, a great option to return back, but West Ham are going to benefit from him. Dean Henderson clearly going to Nottingham Forest. I think that's, that's a great signing for me. I think that would be an upgrade and in line with uh, with Ariola. But, you know, it seems that Forest are going to pip us for that. Nick Pope, clearly too expensive. He's gone to yep. Newcastle for a heavy fee. So, uh yeah, so we, again, there's goalkeepers aren't there in abundance. So uh, you know we've got the Arsenal keeper, Leno. I think is is a better keeper than than Rodak. And then I think there's this this other guy is an Albanian one. I think Steve Lee That's right. comments. So yeah, so don't know much about him, but that will be risky as well for me. I think it's uh, Dean Henderson would have been the one I would have gone for. Nick Pope, we can't compete with Newcastle's no. finances, so that's that was never going to be in question. That's, that was always. Not a realistic target. Henderson, I thought, was a realistic target for maybe a season-long loan, possibly, with an option to buy at the end of it. But look, you know, we have to trust our owners again here. But it's Rodak. I would not be comfortable Rodak starting next season, week in, week out. No, I'm I'm there with you, Emilio. And again, the vote actually shows that 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 most agree with us on that. And and again, um, I do wish Merrick Rodak the best. I hope he stays, but if he goes because he's not the starting goalkeeper, I certainly understand that. Then we have to talk about Fulham trying to get another goalkeeper, which I don't want to really talk about, but hopefully we will see a goalkeeper sooner than later, but Mm. we'll see how everything Mm. happens. Okay. Steve just put a comment there about 10 million for Pope. Is that Pope went for more than 10 million? Quote, I don't know. Quote me. I don't, admittedly, I've not been following all the transfer speculation. Yep. I thought he, he'd gone. He's gone to Newcastle for more than ten mil. Yeah, I'm not sure the amount, so I I, I can't comment on that. But. I can't comment either because I'm not I'm not sure about the amount. So um, Steve says he believes it's ten, but again, um, we're taking your word for it. Steve, I thought he went for more up. than that. But again, yeah, I thought I thought it was more too. But okay, Emilio, let's move on. Here's a very interesting one. And I think an important one. So let's talk about this one. Get your thoughts. Melio, how many center backs do Fulham need to add in the transfer window? One, two, or three. Okay. Because again, this is a position of need. Tosin, we're going to talk about Tosin in a little bit because he's in another poll. But then you have Tim Ream. And we all love Tim Ream. I'm a big fan of what Tim Ream has done at Fulham. But I think especially with his age, his legs. He's not a, a Premier League center back right now. And then, you know, again, you let some other center backs go. You have one that's constantly injured, that's on the books. So personally, Emilio, I think you need at least two. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. I vote. I think I voted two on this one as well, to be honest. I think there's a bit of speculation about Tosin leaving, but again, yep. you, need a, you need that prime person and work alongside um Tosin. You look at you need, you need an international proven defender, a younger version of Tim Reen, a bit like um Anderson last season in the Premier League. That's the international caliber of a centre back that we need. And then you need a backup as well. As much as I love Tim Reem, I think I'd like Tim Reem to play more of a backroom type of role. You know, cre- create some confidence around the dressing room. He's a good he's a good 
play good or well, good professional to have in the, at the club, right? When with the chips are down, we're clearly going to lose more games than we win next year. So you need someone of Tim Rim's ilk to boost the team, give them that confidence. But I would see Tim Rim as being our fourth choice centre back. If that makes sense, you have Tosin, yep. an international defender, work alongside him. A better version of Rima's backup and Rima's fourth choice. So for me, you need two, you need two, two, two centre backs. Because again, go back to my earlier point, it's all about you've got to keep it tight in Premier League. You know, you, you know, we're not going to be. It's unlikely that we're going to end up scoring three times if we can see two goals. So we've got to keep it very, very tight. It starts at the back, go back to the keeper, your full backs, your centre backs, concede a few goals, and and make something happen creatively from the middle of the park up front. So I voted for two. But one of them has to be an international, proven international defender. Okay. To okay. coach well, and mentor Tozer. Anderson did last year. And then you need a backup to what if one of those two are injured. And then, like I said, Tim Ream will probably be that fourth choice to slot in. I don't I wouldn't want Tim Ream to be backup for Tosin or that other defender if one has an injury or a suspension. Okay, very good. I'm with you on two. Oh. Before we go ahead, if people are watching live, feel free to share your thoughts on me sharing the results, how they looked. Emilio, how have the results looked when I've been sharing them on the screen before I share the next one? Very good. No, very good. Yeah, perfect. Okay. Yeah, very good. Yeah, yeah very good. <laughs> okay, no problem. It's time to share the next one. That's all I was just asking before I went ahead and shared it. Okay. Like, how does it look? How, how does everyone no, feel that, about That's me good. doing because uh Because I didn't want to do too many Goldmans during this show, but I'm going to share the next one. So here are the results, Emilio. The poll is how many center backs do Fulham need to add in the transfer window? One was only at 7%, Emilio. <laughs> Two was at 81.2%. Wow. Three was at 11.8%. So people actually are thinking possibly three. Hmm? And the amount of votes, my friend, 568 votes. This is a good amount of votes. Once again, yeah. your thoughts. And again, all the ones we've seen so far tonight have all been pretty comprehensive, right? They're all at least 80% conclusive. There's not been yeah. any... That, I'm sure there's a couple that we're going to go through later Oh, on. there are. I've seen there which are. are a little bit closer to that. But again, clearly one isn't enough because we obviously we need depth and, you know, backups in every position. And like I said, I don't know if people agree with me, but Tim Ream, as much as I love him, you know, he shouldn't be your third choice centre-back going into the news. He should be probably your fourth choice, if anything. So I think this 80-plus this percent agreeing with us is I think is quite dominant again. Okay. All right. Let me share this from, from our friend here and uh co-host Steve Lidget. Reem was better than Tosin. I don't know if I agree with that. Um Tosin I, I slightly ag- agree with Steve. I think overall Reem looked more comfortable. I think you know did his captain's duty very, very well when Tom Kenny was injured or not playing. Um I thought he looked more accomplished at times. Low Tosin I thought had a poor, reasonably poor season. But he's got more upside, right? He's, that's why if you get the right international pedigree alongside him, yeah. somebody can coach him, mentor him, talk to him. He will learn from it. Like he, I thought that's why he had a good season in the Premier League. He had, he had Anderson, who was an international defender, who yeah. was coaching and mentoring. And you saw that collaboration, that, that communication the, season, the last season in the Premier League was immense. Tosi needs someone like that. Otherwise, if he hasn't got that level of someone of that quality alongside him, his performances weren't particularly good this season. I'm not saying that's criticism of Tim Ream, but Tim Ream, I think, was more consistent last season in terms of performances and more accomplished. Tosin, I thought, by his own standards, I thought I expected more from him last year. Okay. I just want to share this. We've got two people that have uh, commented, Sky confirming okay. 10 million for Pope. Okay, interesting. And, and again, this goes back, okay, if he was only going for 10 million, clearly we could have afforded that, but... 
as a player, you know, which club is potentially going places, you know, as much there, I you know how much I hate Newcastle, but clearly <laughs> these guys have got money on the table and you know, maybe this is the next adventure for some of these young, for some of these, some of these players, they want to go where they, they want to aim high. Maybe right. that's also something we haven't talked about tonight is a player has to consider, is it the right move to go and play for Fulham? Right. And when they're so, we're associated with being a yo-yo club and there's, what are we doing to sell in, to br- sell the club, brand the club in a way that, we, that it makes an attractive proposition to the individual? The players will want some contingency here, I guess. They'll probably want a higher salary as contingency in the event that we may get relegated. So you can see from a player's perspective, right? You know, where would I go? Would I go to Fulham or go to Newcastle? If the club's likely to be more successful, there's more there's a treasure chest of money. Players will typically go where the money is, and that's what I think. That we've got that challenge this season as well. We might have been able to compete with. Newcastle for Pope if they didn't have the millions and that's that's the difference here okay good stuff okay coming up next we have more polls and to go through and the next poll we're going to be talking about is who has been the best player from the Fulham Academy and who we think will have the best career coming out of it you could save big when you bundle your home and auto with progressive but when we just come out and say it it feels like it falls a bit flat so we're going to use humor But we don't want to insult your intelligence, so nothing too goofy. And we need to avoid any polarizing topics. Oh, and it has to be about how you can save big when you bundle your home and auto with Progressive. You know what? Maybe humor is a bad idea. Yeah, it's never going to work. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discount not available in all states or situations. Okay, Emilio, let's move on. And here's the next poll. And what actually got me to do this is that I, I saw someone that actually writes for uh, a site about Liverpool was talking about Fabio. And I was just basically, you know, really just mentioning how I think Fabio has the potential to be one of their best players. Maybe not next season, but I think he has the confidence to be an elite player. I, I do. I actually mm-hmm. think Fabio has the ability. But we've had some very good academy players. So I think this is an interesting poll. But I'm just telling you where the idea for the poll came. So who do you think will have the best career coming from the Fulham Academy? The choices were Ryan Sessegnon, Harvey Elliott, and Fabio Carvalho. Emilio, how did you vote? I voted for Carvalho. I think and it was it was a reasonably comfortable decision. But I think I didn't just do it on the basis of just it's either one or the other or one of the three. I look back at Let's turn the clock back. Ryan Sessegnon, from when he had that astounded season a few years ago when we got promoted under Jukanovic, we all had high expectation for him in the Premier League. We all thought this, you know, this was going to this player was going to do you know do wonders in the Premier League. And look, I think that season he struggled. Let's be honest. The season we got relegated four years ago, he, he struggled. So, and I think at Tottenham, he's getting he's getting some game time under Antonio Conte, and I think he's resurrecting himself, but. I think all Fulham fans will probably look back and say, well, actually, did we do well with him? Did we do well to get 20, 25 million for him at the time? And he hasn't pushed on as a player. I think so. To be honest, I thought Reigns, despite all those goals, being in the right place at the right time, he fitted the system under Jukanovic. He hasn't really pushed on career-wise. No. Harvey Elliott, still young. I, I think he will I think he will do well. Chris Goodwin, I know you're on the call here. It's uh, be interesting to see your thoughts. But he had a good start to last season before he picked up his injury. I saw a lot of... I saw, the promise at Fulham translates to the way he was playing at Liverpool. He was getting Champions right. League game time, if I recall, at the beginning of the season in those, in, those, yes. in those group games. Then he picked up a very bad injury and he hasn't really recovered from that. So I'm not going to... But he's a great talent. 
He's still he young. Is. A lot of arrogance there as well. And, and you know, let's be honest. And Carvalho's got arrogance as well. Let's not. Let's Absolutely, not, but that's a good that. quality. But, you know, but that's a quality that I think you, you know, need. Exactly, but Elliot, I think will go places. You know, but head to head, if I compare Elliot to Carvalho, Carvalho's technically more gifted. Um, I think he, he offers more tricks. He's got more more things up his sleeve. I think he's got more goals than Harvey Elliott. Elliott, I haven't really seen other than the games he played at the beginning of the season for Liverpool. He might get involved in that midfield, but head-to-head, Carvalho's will be more influential. I think he's got more tricks up his sleeve, like I mentioned. We'll get more goals, more assists. And I think head-to-head, I think this player will go places. I did a Liverpool show when supposedly we, Liverpool, you know, had a deal to buy him back in April time. I think it was at the time. And Liverpool fans I was speaking to, the guys running that podcast, were very excited about him. They, yeah. they think this player is going to be their future, and I think I'm not sure how many games he's going to play for Liverpool. But Liverpool fans who watch the team in, week in week out believe he's going to get game time next season. And absolutely, <laughs> I've heard the same thing. They're yeah. very high yeah. on both the players that they got from Fulham, yeah. and and in the case of Harvey Elliott, and also from Fabio. And I think the hmm. the thing that they have in common that's different from Sessegnon, and people can uh, chime in on this if they disagree with me. I think Harvey Elliott, what I've seen from him in Liverpool, and then also what I saw in a limited amount at Fulham, and of course we all have seen this with Fabio, is that they can create their own opportunities. Mm. They create their own. Mm. Ryan Sessegnon doesn't. Ryan Sessegnon does not. Ryan Sessegnon is more of a thinker and more of a right place at the right time kind of player. Now, I've seen a little bit of change under Conte, but he is not, to Mm. me, at the level of the two players at Liverpool. It sounds like you agree with me. Yeah, absolutely. His final ball always lets him down at Tottenham. Yes. I've got in good positions, but poor final ball. His vision's not as good. Elliot and Carvalho are both technically better. I think Carvalho has got more is more rounded, I think, for what I've seen. Yeah, I think he can he can contribute more, more assists, more goals, be more of a threat. Slightly different play. And Chris Goodwin, I don't know if you can comment. I'm seeing your comment. Yep. Yeah. Harry Elliott close second as Klopp loves him already. And I think them two at the club will do well. They're both young. What combined age of what forty between the two of them? You know, right? And that's those are the type of players that we need to be either retaining I or know. buying and investing for the future. And you know, Cavalli will be a loss, but you know, you know, it's, it's been quite clear he hasn't wanted to play at the club. And I've said it. I'm not afraid to say it again tonight. If you don't want to play at Fulham, I want you out of the club. I don't want I you lingering. You know, if you're not, your heart's not at the club. I want club. You know, and his performance. People that want to play for form. I, I you know, understand. If you don't want to be at the club, you know, move on. You know, I, I, that's a polite way of saying it. To be, <laughs> I would have said another word, but, but as much as I love seeing him that season, he will be a loss. But yep. no one having someone at the club is only going to be there in the short term or doesn't have the desire and passion to want to play. And his performance is sort of varied. Some games he played yep. particularly well. Other games he didn't play so well. I think January, February time, Cavalier struggled when there's all that speculation. Yep. He looked better in April towards the back end of the season. But, you know, lucky Liverpool, really. They've got a good deal there. And, uh, right. you know, Steve clearly... nailed it here, by the way. Steve nailed it. The difference between these two players and Ryan is that yeah. arrogance and determination is what they both have. And yeah, he's right about that. And that yeah. that's a better way of putting it. Thank you, Steve, because I was yeah. trying to figure out the best yeah, way true, yeah. to describe yeah. it. And I think you you did a very good job of describing that. Yeah, perfect. Okay. So, yeah, I think Liverpool will benefit from them. It'll be interesting right. to see if Elliot and Carvalho, what their roles are. You know, can, right. can they both play in the same team? So, I don't know. I don't know. Thoughts I don't are, know. I don't know. But it's uh, interesting we see whether, yep. you know, if both players were fit, 
would they would they both play in the same eleven? Question mark. So yeah, but again, I'll keep an eye on him. I'd like to see. I like. I'm keeping an eye on both those players. You know, Elliot, I've been keeping an eye on because clearly I was disappointed when we he left the club three years ago. Yeah. You know, but it's it is what it is. Liverpool or Fulham? No disrespect. Yes. Okay. So now I share the results, and what's interesting here. Emilio, is that Harvey Elliott and Ryan Sessegnon are even at 11.5% with Fabio being at 77%. Emilio, 530 votes. Again, it's a good mm. amount of votes, my friend. Mm. Yeah, um, I'm surprised to see that level for Sessegnon, surprisingly, because I think as much as he had a very good season, he hasn't pushed on. But if we turn the clock back three years ago when he left to Tottenham, we were all, I think we were actually relieved. I remember I was one of the saying, look, for 25 million, let's get them, take the money because that season we got relegated, he was very poor in that Premier League team. He was very, very poor for us. Clearly, I didn't think he was good enough in the Premier League. And, you know, he's getting some time under Conte, but he hasn't really pushed on. So I'm, I'm surprised that 11% voted for Session, in my opinion. Yeah, okay. Very good there, my friend. I just want to share this comment and again, get your thoughts because I know how much you follow Syria. So... What about this? Looks like full maybe Syria light. <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of links now, Emilio. Just your thoughts quickly, and then we'll move on to the next poll. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, Syria has, has regressed in the last two or three years. So again, I, you know, it's a, you know, they can't compete with the likes of Premier League. Premier League is where the money is, and I think all the all the these European players are all coming to to the Premier League. That's where the money is. That's where the the focus is. So Serie A has regressed in the last two or three years. Okay, okay, my team Napoli did well to finish third. And on another season, they probably should have won that. They threw away that Serie A title. But there's some players being linked. So I'm quite excited, to be honest, if we can get some Italian players or Serie A players coming to Fulham. Okay, very good there, my friend. All right, let's go to the next poll. And uh, I think you're going to like this one. So let me just uh, share this with you. And uh, this is actually a pretty close one, believe it or not. So, Rodrigo Muniz, and at the time, let's go back a little less than a season ago, or a little more, I should say. And I can remember the chase of, it was us in Middlesbrough, and, you know, and thinking, you know, this is what I don't like about the transfer window speculation, is it becomes this game, who's going to win, who's going to win? Well, Fulham won, okay? But Mm. he's a raw talent, Emilio, Mm. very raw. And I don't think I realized how raw he was. I watched all the YouTube stuff. And again, until he comes to you and acclimates himself, then you can really see how far off he is. Emilio, Mm. I think he's still pretty far off. And he's not (laughs) Premier League quality right now. So what should Fulham do with Rodrigo Muniz for this upcoming season? How did you vote? I voted quite comfortably to put him out on loan. To be honest, we need clearly we need we need another striker or somebody to feed off Mitrovic this season, and I think we still need I think we still need more depth. But Muniz is so raw, to be honest, and I'm not sure his style is going to suit the Premier League. To be honest, just just I know he's physically well built, he jumps well for his height and build, but I don't know. It just I haven't seen enough to suggest he's going to cause a threat. Can you do you see him being an impact substitution when you're two nil down? No, a way to. I don't like a Brighton or team mid table and below. Is yeah. Moon is the player to, to come on as an impact sub and to come and make a difference? Absolutely not. So clearly, we, that's another area I've been saying for a while. We need to upgrade in, in yep. the attacking role. We need an, we need another player alongside Mitrovic. 
And clearly, I don't see him scoring goals. He struggled to score goals in the championship, and we scored God knows that in over you know hundred goals. How's he going to do in the Premier League? I can't. I can't see that. He, for me, what threats he going to pose to, you know, a Newcastle, Southampton defense, Crystal Palace defense? Very limited, to be honest. So right. for me, very raw, very young. Go out on loan. Put him out on loan to another championship team. Raise his confidence. Bag some goals, and he can develop him into as a player. But. He shouldn't be a player that we have on the bench to come and make make an impact and make and change the game. He's clearly not that player and not good enough. So, so for me, well, you know, I think Chris Goodwin said exactly my point. You can't afford to play raw talent in the Premier League. Absolutely, you need experience where possible, and you need quality. You know, we can't carry potential players who are going to develop into play. Play them out, loan them out to a Championship team, let them build that confidence. But he didn't do enough for me last season. And it also right. is quite telling when we're comfortably winning games, he still wasn't being played. What does that this tell is, you? What does that tell true. you? When you're 2 0, 3 0 up, winning the game, <laughs> how often did we see him coming on after 60 minutes, rest Mitrovic and play him? Not, not very often. Right. So, what does that tell you about Silver's view of him? Clearly, he doesn't feel he's, gonna, he's good enough to make a difference. And very few games did he come on from a, a losing position or a winning position, and he actually made a difference. I think there's only one or two where. He caused a bit of a threat, so not not good enough. That game against Derby County at home, I remember in November. Yep, Mitch was suspended or in, I think he was injured. He was. He had his opportunity there. It was awful. It was awful. I think we didn't. Did we create a shot on target? I got very few shots on target in that game, and we looked disjointed and fragmented. So for me, yep. it's a no-brainer. Let him go on loan, evolve and mature, and hopefully come back a better player. Okay, you ready for the results, sir? Here we mm. go. Okay, Emilio. This is right down the middle. So what should Fulham do with Rodrigo <coughs> Muniz? Stay with Fulham, 49.8%. Go out on loan is a 50.2%. Emilio, 606 votes. You want wow. to talk about a split. You can't get much closer That's than that. That's very close. Very close. It's, it, I'm surprised by that, to be honest. But clearly, look, if fans saw something that I did in last season, that this is a guy who can come on make a difference, come off the bench when you're losing games in the Premier League, then clearly I haven't seen that potential talent there. But, you know, again, I'm just telling you what I saw last season. I didn't see enough there to come and make it. That's what you think. If he's clearly not good enough to start, he's going to come in and, you know, come and play. If there's an injury to Mitrovic or another another player, clearly not good enough. And B, if you're behind in a game, you're trying to make a difference and trying to get something out of the game, is he the guy to come and make that difference? I haven't seen that. So... For me, it's nice fella, nice lad, but I think it's far too raw to be to be playing in the Premier League. Okay, so our friend Steve Lidgett has to just chime in on this one. So don't worry, we've got Cavalier who can well, play look, striker. Look, this might be this might divide opinion. Okay, who would I rather have, Cavalier or Muniz as a backup? Now, then that's actually a, a great there. question. That's actually a great question. Maybe there's who a would question you rather have? I prefer to have Cavalier. It sounds crazy, but Cavalero. <laughs> Can you, can get more involved in the game? Let's be. Let, let's forget, let, he may not be a finisher. We saw that in Premier. League. Actually, the times in the Premier League a couple of years ago, we saw what he could potentially do. And maybe he's probably. A, I think he'd be better suited than Muniz head to head. I wouldn't Muniz. I wouldn't nowhere near that starting lineup or anywhere okay. near that bench. To be honest. Okay. Well, uh, that's another question. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who would you rather have, Muniz or Cavalera, to be your impact sub? That's very interesting. Oh. That's. But I, listen, I think it's pretty obvious that Fulham need another striker. And we haven't actually seen much uh, speculation with the striker position. 
It's funny, Emilio, because uh, a couple seasons ago, you and I did a show with uh, a wolf supporter. Remember this? And we yeah, were all yeah. excited about Cavallaro. Absolutely, yeah. And and you and I, we left that. I mean, you and I talked about this afterwards. Like, uh oh, yeah. we were both like, uh oh, what's going on here? What do we not know that exactly. the wolf supporters know? And yeah. they they knew better than us. They totally knew better yeah, than us. Exactly. But I think neither of them are good enough. Put it that way. I yeah. think if, if, if people think Mooney's is good enough to come off the bench and make a difference, then clearly I've not been watching the same Fulham that most of these, these those other 50% of fans have said. Okay. okay. Excellent stuff. All right. We have a few more polls and some really good ones. Now let's go back to talk about a center back. Okay. Now, before I share this, I just want to mention that uh, this was inspired from our friend Steve Reynolds. And he actually was said to me, he, Russ, put out a poll that says 20 million. I'm like, well, that's too much. That's not real. I don't think that's realistic. So I thought I would make it. This is just my opinion. There's no money put to Tosin's name that I know of. I just put the 10 million or more. So I just asked the question. I got a lot of crap for this because it's like 10 million for Tosin. You can get a lot more. I just, I'm the one that came up with a figure. It was just my figure that I came up with. So I just want to say that. So the poll is should Fulham sell Tosin to Newcastle or another club if they've received an offer for him, say 10 million or above. Emilio, how did you vote on this? No, again, I, I voted. No, I, I see him as being integral to our season next year. I think he's, he's young. Again, it goes back to what I've said earlier. You get the right, international proven defender alongside him, someone who can coach and mentor him. We saw what he could do two seasons ago with him and Anderson. You know, we didn't concede many goals that season. So get the right person alongside him. Tosin will have a good season. You know, he's, he's like I said, he had a reasonably poor season by his own standards last year, but he's still young. Why send him to Newcastle? You know, he's got, he's got still, yeah. still got something to prove at Fulham, to be honest. I think give him another season here. Get the right defender alongside him. I think he can. He, he's going to be an important attribute. I think the youth. We've got to start, you know, getting the young players, attra- you know, attracting younger players and, and retaining these younger players. So for me, I think he's. I think, you know, ten million is again. I think you came up with that number is far too low. But it may be at the point if Newcastle come with a stupid offer of thirty million or whatever, then maybe that goes back to what I've said earlier on. Well, we we may say, well, actually, thirty million. Is that worth us selling and buying X, Y, and Z? And therefore, then we have to start exploring other options to replace him. So, when right. we are, so it's it's we've got to look at the circumstances. But for me, I don't I don't think anyone will come in for him. I think he's no. he's come to where he is. He's got another year in the Premier League with us, and I think hopefully he can prove himself and do as well as he did a couple of years ago. Totally agree, Emilio. Yeah. And listen, the results on this one are going to back this up because again, when I started seeing the speculation on this, I'm thinking exactly what you said. Why would Fulham sell Tosin when they need possibly two center backs? What are they not, now they're going to need three? Mm-hmm. Make the job even harder. And you have to keep young players. And he's still mm-hmm. a young, developing player. Mm-hmm. You don't get rid of him unless it was like you mentioned, like silly money. But they're not yeah. going to go in for silly money. They're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to just share the uh, poll results, which again are revealing. And so here they are, my friends. So the poll results are this. So, yes was at 5.2%, no was at 94.8%, and there was 445 votes. So, okay. Emilio, the uh, film supporters agree with us on this. Mm, good. Okay. Again, as I said, if it's a silly offer, 25, 30 million, I think you'd have to consider it. But and to be honest, I think you have to stop. We need some stability. We can't completely build 
11 new players starting next season. That's a clear thing. We need some stability as well. Let's be clear. Right. So. No, I totally understand that, my friend. All right. Let's now move on to the next, Paul. We're, we're starting near, to get near the end of this. And uh, listen, this has been wonderful. I've really enjoyed this. But let's go to the next, Paul. All right. So this is one that I feel very strongly about. Hmm. Should Marco Silva be given the entire season and not sacked, even if Fulham struggle and are in a relegation battle throughout the season? Now, I've had pushback on this one, Emilio. Of hmm. course, they're going to be in a relegation battle. But here's the thing. They gave Scott Parker a full season. Mm-hmm. If you're going to do that, you have to give Marco Silva a full season as well. And to be honest with you, based on what I've been reading and what I'm feeling, I think Silva's very involved more so than mm-hmm. other managers with Fulham and the players coming in. I think they're building the squad for him. So mm-hmm. I can't imagine that they would sack him even if they're in trouble. But I'm totally against it if they did. I'm totally against it. He should be given the entire season and not sacked, Amelia. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think, look, he's, I think it's quite clear the, the players that we've been linked with have obviously got sort of the Mediterranean connection there as well. So I think that's 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 going to be important. So, yeah, you, you're given the season. We're, you know, let's be honest, we're not going to be winning games week in, week out. So it's going to be a tough season. You know, let's, be, let's not kid ourselves. But we've got enough talent there and we've got a good manager there and a good assistant there who can who can help us get through the, the difficult winter that come months that are coming up. So give him the whole season. You know, the only reason why he won't be given a season, we're losing 5-0, six week, 6-0 each weekend, and you know, he loses a dressing room. But to be honest, I don't see that happening. He's a good good motivator, good yeah. man-manager. We've got to build some stability here. And again, if we if the, the owners clearly trust him, are giving him more authority here to, to, exactly. to get involved with the transfers. And clearly the players, you know, enjoy playing for him as well. So be interesting to see how he, how he adjusts in a... You know, the team where we're expected to struggle. And, that's, you know, and again, it's, right. we, might, we might be surprised. Look, Brentford had a great season last year. And if they can do it, why can't we? To be exactly. They, you know, exactly. They've, they've kept their brand, their philosophy. They translated that into the Premier League and they had a very good season. There's, why can't we do that? So it's about the right manager, stability, the right players, the right winning, the right formula. And then, you know, we, could, we can do well. So, yeah, absolutely. Give them the whole season, whether we're... Uh, whether we're winning or losing games, but look, Sean Dyke, how many years was he given the chance to? to exactly, he got he took them down, he took Burnley down, and, and brought them back up the following season. So, if we do get relegated in twelve months' time, then you know Marcus Silva's going to be the man to take us back up. So, yeah, give him the season, and you know, but you know, for, as far as I'm concerned, he's he's an important, he's going to be important for our future here. Totally We've agree, man. You know, we all love the way he plays football, and be just interesting to see how he um how he adjusts his tactics, knowing that you know it clearly. The Premier League is another beast. He's been there. He knows what it's like. So he, he knows. He, he knows. So he knows. So Emilio, here are the results, and they're pretty <laughs> revealing. Okay, let me just tell you: six hundred and twenty-seven votes. So he should be given a year. Yes, was at ninety-two point seven percent, and no, was at seven point three percent. So I'm sharing this poll and thinking, Tony Shahid. Please look at this poll, okay? If you're even thinking about it during the season, understand the supporters definitely want you to stick with Marco Silva. Looks like I I lost Emilio, so hopefully uh, Emilio will be uh, joining me back. Looks like he just dropped off. I'll try to get him back on shortly. Emilio, you back with me? I don't know what happened there. Just went, I just went dead. So, um... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
this is a pretty revealing number there, my friend. And it's, I think, the most votes we've had. Wow. I'm surprised actually a few of them voted for him to be sacked, you know, if he were struggling. So it's interesting that there's a few there sort of, but yeah, I think it's pretty comprehensive again. You know, the, I don't, I don't think he will be sacked but I, unless I. we lose 5-0, 6-0 each week and the dressing room has been lost. But I don't see that happening, to be honest. Neither do I, my friend. Neither do I. And let's just say, you know, I believe in Marco Silva. We've had some very interesting managers since Roy. And I'll start with Roy for me, because that's really where my journey began with Fulham. And, uh, you know, and again, we've had Mark Hughes. We've had Martin Yole. We've had Mr. Cheese. We don't need to talk about McCaff. We've had some <laughs> interesting managers. We've had Kit. I'm here to tell you, besides Roy, for me, Marco Silva is next on that list ahead of Slavisa. That's how strongly mm-hmm. I feel about Marco Silva, Emilio. Your thoughts, mm-hmm. where, where does he fall on your manager list? Let's just say from Roy on. Yeah, I'd probably say behind Roy, to be honest. I agree with you. I think stronger than Jokanovic. You know, if I look back prior to that, when, when we got promoted under Tigan, I think, you know, pretty See similar. how we didn't mention Parker, by the way? Yeah, not men, no Parker. <laughs> Conversation. I was hoping not to mention his name once in this conversation tonight, but uh, yeah, Tigana's days. I think you know. I think Tigana was came with a lot of pedigree, but even then, look, he he struggled that year. You know, he yep. eventually got sacked, and Coleman came on board. So, look, this is a bit. We've got a great manager here. We we, do. You know, we've, got, we've got a lot. Expectations are high, and that's the thing. He's that, that's a, that's going to be the challenge on his shoulders. He's 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 he, he, he performances last season were incredible. You know, towards back end, like I said, we struggled a little bit, but he's put a lot of pressure on his own shoulders as well now. So expectations are high. Fans are expecting. A lot of fans are sort of reasonably confident that we'll stay up. So clearly he's got a big job on his hands. So let's, you know, if he, if he can keep his team up, then then he'll be a saviour for this club. So that's what we need. Because he's going to have a tough job. And I, yeah. I believe in him. I think with the right tools, with the right investment, then this guy can keep us up next year. Okay. Here's a great question. For me, and then I'm going to give it to you. You ready for this? How high is Scotty Parker on your list, Russ? So while I saw this, I'm thinking, oh, man, I really got to think about this. So at the bottom is, is McGath. We, I, I think you and me mm-hmm. would agree mm-hmm. McGath is at the bottom. Kit's down there, too, but Kit actually helped us stay up. Martin Yol for a period, did something, and I thought Mark Hughes did as well. Oh, this is going to sound terrible, Emilio. I think I'm going to put him... Next to McGath, I think McGath is the worst. I think Scotty Parker is right underneath him. I, I, I don't know. That's kind of where I'm going on this because the other ones that I mentioned did some things, including Kit. But of course, Scott Parker. I, I think it's between Scott Parker and Kit for me. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. But you know, again, I'm not. I'm not. I was never a Scott Parker fan. I'm not defending him here, but. He did get us promoted. I know. I know. I, I, know, saying, I know. I know. I'm being harsh here. I'm, I know. I'm, I'm looking on the neutral side. You know. Yeah. You know, he did get us promoted. He's got Bournemouth promoted first time around as well. So, look, you know, for his faults, he's got two successive championship promotions. So, yeah. Yeah. let the neutrals decide that. Let's let's move on. We should forget <laughs> Parker now, but uh, we've got a better manager. But let's see. Next season will be interesting. Let's see if Scott Parker yeah. learns from his mistakes. You know, okay. He might have a position to play against next year than he would have been a couple of years ago. Okay, very good. Okay, Emilio, we have two more polls to finish up. We'll, we'll go through these quickly. So let's get to this one. Emilio, you actually asked me this one to share, and um, 
this is between Anthony Robinson and Joe Bryan. If we don't invest in a left back, I have a feeling they're going to, but you wanted to throw out the question, which I agree with, because this is the situation as it is. Yeah, if you had to choose, who would you choose, Emilio? So no people that know me, it's probably a no-brainer, right? It's it is a Robinson head to head. Clearly, I think we need to upgrade in that in that in that department. Yes, I agree. But if there was no investment, as the question suggests, and it was either or, for me, it's Robinson. Robinson would start as an immediate. I think he better suited in the Premier League than Brian. Brian's had what two opportunities at the Premier League, and struggled in both those both those both those seasons. You know, okay. Robinson, I didn't think he had a bad first half of the Premier League season under Parker. He's regressed the second half as we, as performances start to dip. And for that first half of the season, when we started, to, you know, pick, we started to pick up a few points. We weren't conceding many goals. Let's be clear, we weren't conceding about half a dozen games. Things tightened up under Parker. Yeah, we didn't score. And that was the reason why we went down. But defensively, that's how I'd like us to be set up in a weird way. I would want us to concede a few goals be difficult to break down. And Robinson was an important part of that, of that sort of defence right. tightness. So, but for me, Joe Bryan has struggled at the Premier League for two seasons. So it's a no-brainer. Robinson has to be the preferred choice of those two. But clearly, I think we need an upgrade in that department as well. Totally agree, Emilio. And I'm going to share the results right now. And so here's what we've got. Anthony Robinson at 75.4%. Joe Bryan at 24.6%. I voted for Anthony Robinson, but I'm one that actually believes that they need an upgrade here. Mm. I don't want him to be the starter. I'm sorry I'm saying that. I just, I've watched too much of Anthony Robinson. I've also watched him with the U.S. men's national team. I just think that he is just not good enough. I, I think Foam can do better, so I want them to upgrade here. I wouldn't mind him still on Foam Football Club yeah. as a backup, but I don't want him as a starter. And the amount of votes is 533 votes. And whenever I say this, people are like, how can you not like Anthony Robinson? He's a member of the U.S. men's national team. And I said, well, what does that have to do with it? It's yeah. nothing to do with Emilio. It has absolutely not. I care about Fulham first. Yeah. I, I, I do. Absolutely. I, know. So I care about Fulham first. I love the U.S. men's national team. But I'm here to tell you that he, for me, is not good enough for Fulham in the Premier League. Um, that's just how I feel. I feel yep. that he has all of this potential, but I just don't see him living up to the potential, Emilio. No, absolutely. And I think it's if we were to invest or upgrade in that department, then that might pave the way for Joe Bryan to move on, to be honest. But I think it's, you know, some people are saying Joe Bryan's better defensively. Well, I don't, <laughs> they're both maybe just as weak as each other, to be honest. I think Joe Bryan does, is not a good defender. Let's be okay. very honest with you. Let's, okay. Um, By the way, Chris thinks that you should play the left-back position. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's, uh, I haven't got the pace of Robinson, but I think I can defend <laughs> Joe Bryan, put it that way. So it's, okay, <laughs> very good. All right. Well, Emilio, we have one poll that's still going. So you, you know what? I'm going to leave that for another show. Maybe we'll do another poll show because I actually really enjoyed this. It's still ongoing. And the question was with Harrison Reed. That I, I want to leave that for another time because, again, we've we've done an hour. This has been great. So let's leave that for another show. But I just want to get your overall thoughts about the show tonight and doing the polls. No, good fun. Look, it's a Sunday evening. You know, it's a nice Sunday evening. I'm going to go and watch Glastonbury after this after this call as well. Watch those the infamous Pet Shop Boys performing right. this evening. But uh, yeah, it's a great show. Good to see all the Fulham fans. You know, and and Chris and others who are fought, who like Fulham but don't follow Fulham. But you know, good good for your contributions. Yeah, I've, I've had fun. It's good. Keep 
keep putting the polls out there. Let's keep putting more polls. If people want any questions asked, just send them to us, and we'll that's right. We'll raise them over the next couple that's of weeks. Right. That's right. That's right. If you right, if you have a poll question you want us to use, send it to us. If it's a good poll question, we'll share it. We'll be happy to do that. We we want your input, and you know what's great about this, Emilio, as we go back to the Premier League, and I'm thinking about ideas for the new season, and uh, that was also part of what tonight was about was I, I want to start sharing uh, my screen so I could basically make it a little bit more interactive. Hopefully everyone liked it. How did you like us sharing the results that way? Please let me know because uh, it was a little bit wobbly at times. You know, I'm, I'm still getting used to it, but I hope it was uh, informative and uh, and you liked the fact that I shared my screen so you could actually see the results. But Anyways, oh, wait a minute. I have to share this one last thing before we go. This is from our friend Chris Goodwin. Chris is a Liverpool supporter. 16th place for Fulham. I'm starting the campaign now. I'll, I'll take 16th, Emilio. I'll take that. I'll take that. I'm just looking at Steve Lindyard. Who likes a poem more, Emilio or Russ? <laughs> Good one, Steve. But, uh, yeah, look. It's, it's all about fun. Look, if we didn't have the show, we didn't have the polls, we wouldn't, you know, we wouldn't be having this bit of banter now. So it's That's right. We're waiting for all the speculation to, to unfold. Let's let's have a bit of fun. Let's have some fun. And that's what tonight was, Emilio. And that's why I reached out to you. I said, you know what? We haven't done a show in a while. And I wanted to, like, wrap it all up and do a show about the polls. And I thought that would be a great way to do it. And I got to tell you, I really, I thoroughly enjoyed tonight. And what was it? Just, just we put up the last question up there. It was about, is Harrison Reed good enough to play in the Premier League? What do yep. you think? think i voted i'm not going to give the answer but oh emilio come on come <laughs> on come on i know the answer to this okay we're going to leave this t- to the next show do you think harrison reed is good enough to be a regular starter in the premier league i'm gonna take a guess that emilio said no you'll have to wait and see guys you might, <laughs> might be pleasantly surprised. Pleasant surprised but no i'll give you the answer when we do the show next okay week. okay Emilio's giving us a little bit of a teaser. I love that. Okay. All right. Well, listen, it is time to wrap up this show. For the Foam Shadow, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for watching and listening to Connor's Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.